guess I should turn myself on here. Hey, there you go. Hello. All right. Uh, so what I was saying is that we are not on Tuesday. We're going to be on Monday. But uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to really talk about was celebrate recovery, and I thought this is a great time, and it really lined up with our scripture of what we're doing. How many of you guys are still reading through the Bible with me? Praise the Lord. If you just, if you've fallen off, and sometimes repetition gets a little hard sometimes depending on what we're doing, but repetition and reading the word is never bad. That is good repetition, by the way. And um, if, if you've fallen off the, the wagon, so to speak, in, in our Bible reading, that's, that's okay. It happens. You know what you do? You open it back up. You go to today. Don't worry about what was yesterday and the day before. You just start reading today. And so what the scripture we're going to read out of, out of today is out of Psalm uh, 147. Um, I've been really stuck in Psalms lately because, man, Psalms are good. They're so good. And, and, and so we're going to get in there. We've got a lot of stuff going. As you can see, the stuff up here on the, on the front, we've got our elements for communion. And we'll be doing that here at the end of the service as well. And I'll be talking more about that. But let's go ahead and just dive right into this. Um, do you guys realize that, that everybody's hurting? You know that, that we different ones of us are really good at hiding things, right? We're really good at, 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 at you know, making it look like, put it on the good coat, right? Put it on the good dress and everything else, and we walk out in the public, and, you know, our life is what? Beautiful and perfect. But inside, we've got problems. And, and what I was going to do, and, and I just ran out of time, I was going to bring a suitcase up here, and I was going to put a suitcase, and I was going to put all kinds of different stuff inside my suitcase, and I was going to start pulling them out. Because, you know what, we're all carrying around a suitcase full of garbage and junk. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And, and, and so when I'm, we're going to talk about Celebrate Recovery a little bit as well because, I, like I said, I don't get up and promote something I don't believe in. Um, I'm not doing that. If, if I did not think that they were biblically sound or anything, I would definitely not be bringing it up in front of our church and everything else. But, but I'm telling you what, they're affecting lives, they're changing lives, and they're changing yours and my lives because all of us are dealing with something on it. So let's go ahead and just, let's just dive right into this, all right? Uh, in, in Psalm 147, in verse 1 through verse 20 is where we're going to read. All right, it says, I'm going to read the whole thing. I'm really going to support a couple of verses. If you've seen that on the front of it, verse 3 is really our launch verse. But, but we're going to go ahead and read it. It says, praise the Lord. How good is it to praise and sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise Him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers and exalts uh, ex, uh, of Israel uh, he heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds he determines the numbers of the stars and calls them each by name great is our God our Lord and mighty is his power his understanding has no limits the Lord sustains the humble and casts the wicked to the ground sing to the Lord with a grateful praise make music to our God on the harp he covers the skies uh, with, with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain. He makes the grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor in the delight in the legs of the warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Extol the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise your God, Zion. 
He strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses the people within you. He grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the finest wheats. He sends his commands to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He spreads the snow like wool and scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down his hail like pebbles. Who can withstand his icy blasts? He sends his word and melts them. He stirs up the breezes and flows the water. He's revealed in the word of Jacob and the laws and the decrees of Israel. He has done this for no other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. You know, when I look at this verse and I read this, and I, uh, a couple things that really came out to me and just before I even get into our message here is, is first of all, that he heals the brokenhearted. And then in another one, it talks about his, his great is our Lord and mighty is his power. His understanding has no limit. See, one of the things that we think about when we talk about hurts, how many of you guys have a hurt in your life? Man, I tell you what, I've had lots of hurts in my life. I've had stuff that's still, I've got to be honest with you, it's still raw. It's still there. I've had some hurts I've dealt with. But, you know, I, I've had things that I, I've been so ashamed of and I'm, I'm afraid to even go to God. But the fact of the matter, it says, it says that great is our Lord, mighty is His power. See, He has the power to forgive anything that I've done, anything that, that I can do. He loves me that much. And then it talks about his understanding has no limit. He understands. He understands what's happened in my life. So let's just go right into this and unpack it. And, and, and you guys might be looking at this message and go, man, this is going to be really great for the Celebrate Recovery thing. But I'm going to tell you something really fast before we even start really dissecting this. Is, is, is Celebrate Recovery, the, the, the thought of it is this is for drug users and alcoholics and these kind of people. And you would be wrong. It's for everybody that has a hurt, a habit, and a hang-up. It's for everybody. I know people that have gone in there and have eating disorders, and that's the reason why they go on there. I know people that suffer from depression, that's why they go. I know people that go to celebrate recovery because they lost a loved one and they have a hard time grasping and dealing with it. I do know people that have drug problems and they've went there. I know people that have just gone because their life is just miserable and they want to see what this is about. It's for everybody. And I'm going to encourage our church to really get behind this. I really want us to, to, to really get behind this and really do this. And let's show our love as God loves us. So the first thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about hurts. I want to talk about the hurts. And in and, and, and verse uh, 3 of our text, it says, He heals the broken heart and He binds up their wounds. You know, I think about what is it to be healed. You know, I've got a, a, I've got a, where I had a blister on my hand. And it's just about, it's kind of a little itchy right now. Because it's just about healed, right? And, but that's what God does to our wounds and our hurts and our lives. And, and this is one that's, that's visible to everybody. But most hurts aren't visible. They're inside. They're deep inside and where we keep them hidden. We all have them. That's the thing. You know, we, different people put on different outside personas and we go out in the world and we say that, man, this is great and I'm doing wonderful. Look at me. My life is great. It couldn't be any better. 
But they're the same people that are back in their cl- crying in their closet because their life has fallen apart and they're miserable. You know, but to the world, it looks beautiful. We've got to quit putting on shows, people. See, some hurts come from all t- different things. A lot of hurts, my, at least me personally, most of my hurts come from past. Things that have happened to me, some things that are controllable, some aren't. Man, I tell you, one of the biggest places that we get hurts from is family. The people that are the closest to us. The people that, that, that typically are the ones that we can climb into and that we can hold on to and we can cry on the shoulder and love on them. And sometimes we're the roughest on our own. And family, we have problems and, and we have hurts that come from it. Maybe I've talked in the past that, that you know, I, I've gotten, honestly, I've had a, a pretty blessed childhood. But I can tell you stories that have happened in my life. I can tell you that, that my mom had a drug problem. Didn't know that, did you? And, and at one time, she was, in, she was in a rehab program, and they had her in there. And I was probably, I don't know, five, six years old. And I remember seeing my mom in there and, and, and not understanding what was going on and everything going into it. And I remember, um, I remember one day my, my dad was talking to my mom on the phone and, and I was sitting on the bed next to her and I actually had a panic attack where I couldn't breathe because I was so, I, my mom wasn't here. That's affected the rest of my life. That's a hurt that I had, that I've had to deal with as I've been growing up and I couldn't understand why this would happen, but you know why? Because my mom's human. She's got the same sinful nature that every one of us has. She gives us the same mistakes just as every one of us has. And insert whatever it is that's in there. Whether it's drugs like my mom has or it's alcohol or it's pornography. It could be food. It could be whatever that, that vice is that turn to to be able to do it. You know, I've also had friends. I've got a really good friend, and he very well might be watching online right now that just went through a, a pretty bad divorce, and, and he's got some hurts right now that he's dealing with, and his kids are dealing with, it's that family's been torn apart. And you look at it, and it's really easy to get ourselves in a hole, because here's one of the problems that happens with hurts. The more we hurt, the more we dive in, the more we get hurt. It's kind of a really bad cycle. It's a really bad thing. You guys all know what the rule of, <clears throat> excuse me. I have the same sinus thing all you guys have going on here. <clears throat> I'm going to sound like Joe Cocker here in a minute. I'm going to be all gravelly. So, so I know what kind of music you guys are listening to. So, but we, we get this deadly cycle and we get going. But you guys know what the rule of holes are? When you find yourself in a hole, quit digging. And But what we happen is we get in our hole and we think the deeper we dig and the faster we dig, the better it's going to get, but we just get in a deeper hole. And that's what happens with hurts. And we do that. You know, schools. I know people that have been hurt in schools and different things that have happened on. Maybe it's through bullying, which really hurts your self-worth. They'd look at it. You're, maybe you're a little bit different. You're out of the box like someone else. My wife and I were watching a, watching a movie the other day, and there was a... There was, um, there was a, a lady in there that was a little bit different than everybody else, and they were trying to attack her and everything else and, and claim that she was something else than what she was because she didn't fit the same mold as everybody else. But she was an artist. 
And she thought a little bit different. She's seen things a little bit different. And what happens is, is when someone's different than us, we look at it and we say, hey, you're not right. Man, how bad. And then what happens is that person starts thinking that, do you realize that, that if I took every day of my kids and I went over my kids every day and I just said, you know, you are the most worthless thing that I've ever seen in my life. I can't even believe that you're... Do you know eventually they're going to start believing that? Even though I was wrong and terrible and it's none of that's even true. Now I want you to know I don't tell my kids that. But what happens is our self-worth starts getting onto it. It's nothing that we've done. Brother, you are fantastic. Thank you so much. He even put ice in there. He's right with Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But... Uh, and even churches. One of the hardest times I've ever been hurt was in a church. My wife and I, um, we went through a situation. I'm not going to share it all with you guys. It doesn't matter. It's, in, it's underneath the blood. Everything's been forgiven. Um, the pastor that was involved is a good friend of mine today. When, when I became pastor here, his first thing that he sent me was that says, he said, Brother Jeff, anything you possibly need, he goes, you just ask me. He goes, I want to help you and support you any way I can. But, you know, we got hurt for a season, and it was in our life. And we looked at our, my wife and I, we had to pray, and we didn't know what was going on. And we are just like, God, we don't know why this is happening, but we're going to keep marching on. But sometimes we get hurt in churches. I can't tell you how many people I've witnessed to that I invite them to church, and they're like, oh, no, I don't do that anymore. Because this is what happened. That's a hurt. And what happens is that, that it was in the past, but we're still dragging it with us. We've got that luggage, and we're pulling it with us, and we're just dragging it with us. And we're like, man, you know, I can't believe that someone did this. And we have a hard time just letting go. And those are hurts that each one of us has, and we deal with that. But here's the thing. God desires to heal us from our hurts. He doesn't want us to live in that defeated life and those problems. He doesn't want us to be in the past. He desires for us. Here's the other side of it. I think most of us actually desire that we're get healed too. We want to have forgiveness for God. We want to have this in our life. Whether we think we deserve it or not, we still want it. The problem is a lot of times we don't think we deserve it. We keep ourselves hurt. Because we don't think that the God that created all the heaven, all the earth, spoke this world into existence, made man out of the dust of the earth. We don't think the God, the creator of all things, is capable of forgiving me. Does that kind of sound stupid? It makes no sense. He can create everything, but yet he can't forgive me. But that's not true. But the one thing about forgiveness is, is that we have to go to Him. In 1 Peter 5.7 it says, cast all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Did you guys get that? Cast all. Not just the ones we think God can heal. All. Just put it over to Him. He can set you free, but we must come to Him first. Did you imagine if I, I'm, I'm dealing with a bad cold and I'm miserable and everything and I go down here to Dollar General and I say, guys, I need you to heal me. 
How fruitful do you think that, that might go? Now, if I'm sick, I need to go to someone who can heal me. I'm going to probably go to the doctor, right? Go visit them. If we want healing in our lives from hurts, we need to go to the one guy that can do it, and that's God the Father. We need to turn it over to Him. A little later on in verse 5 and 6 in our text, it says, Great is the Lord, mighty is His power, His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble and casts down the wicked. We have to humble ourselves and go before the Lord and say, God, now I know I might not in my heart might not deserve what, what it is, but Lord, I need your forgiveness in my life. That's what we need. That's how we get past hurts. That's how we get move on from being hurt. There's a lot of people I know that's in the ministry today that have had things that happened in their life through their childhood, been molested. Their lives tore apart as a young person. And they are in the ministry today making a difference for Jesus Christ. Because they gave it to him. Because they weren't capable of moving past what it was. But God, God gave forgiveness. God moved them on. Do they still have a scar back there? Sure. But they're not stuck in the hurt. See, that's my Lord. That's my God. He's able to do that. What about habits? Habits can be good or habits can be bad. In verse 11, it says, The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. See, here's the thing about habits is, is I'm not going to focus on the good habits. Praying. Coming to church. Reading our Bible, doing good things for other people and everything. Those are great habits. But I'm going to focus on the habits that we don't want to talk about. Those are the bad ones, right? I'm not going to raise my hand and go, who all has a bad habit now? Because I don't want to make you guys have another bad habit by not raising your hand. Because we all have them. I'll raise my hand first so you guys know that, all right? All right. So habits. Uh, a habit is a regular practice wired deep into our brains and often hard to give up. Did you guys got that? It's a regular practice. It's something we do all the time. I had a, a friend that says if you do something five times in a row, you're creating a habit. Whether that's good or that's bad. If I start reading my Bible every morning and I do it five mornings in a row, I've already started creating a habit and it's easier to continue. If I read it one morning and I skip the next four mornings and read it again, I am not creating a habit. I'm just kind of doing something. But that's how a habit happens. So, so it's something that's deep wired in our brains. And a lot of times, if it's a bad habit, it's very hard, hard to give it up. You know what? Sometimes good habits are very hard to give up, too. They truly are. Habits can be good or bad. But here, here's the problem with a bad habit. Do you guys realize a bad habit often leads to a greater hurt? It's a definition of a fool. What's a fool? Someone keeps on doing the same thing and expects something different to happen. But that's a lot of times what happens. Uh, I've had, I had a friend growing up who was an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic because he said, well, my dad was an alcoholic, so I'm going to be an alcoholic. And he picked up the same bad habit that his father had. 
course, being an alcoholic has caused other problems in his life. So, I, so he goes back and he drinks more because that's going to make it better, right? But yet it does is it deeps up a bigger hurt and it's got a deeper hurt. And see what I'm talking about. That when you get into bad habits, a lot of times they, they go, they're, they're really hard to break. That's on there. You know, here's the problem with the bad habits. Some bad habits are greater than you. Some bad habits are greater than you. You're not able to give them up. You try, you've done it, you've tried many a times, and you're like, well, I've really tried to give this up. But I can't. So what do you do with that? I guess just keep on doing your bad habit, right? No, you go to one greater than you. You go to one greater than you. You go to God the Father and you give it to Him. And that's one of the things that happens to celebrate recovery. They learn that they have someone out there that loves them, that's greater than them, greater than this world, that could overcome anything that's in your life. And you give that bad habit to them. And it's not something, sometimes I've talked to people that have given it to God and they've never looked back. I've not been that lucky on a lot of things. I've given it to God and tried to take it from him several times back. God, God, God can I borrow that just for a second? And I'll take it. And God's like, no, Jeff, I've got this. I've got this. See, I wanted to bring the luggage up here because what happens is, is actually I wanted to have about six pieces of luggage over here. And what I was going to do is try to hold them all at the same time. Get one up on a foot and start holding them all. And that's what we do with all these, these, these hurts, these, these habits, and we start carrying them with us, and we're dropping them and things and picking them up and trying to keep on going, and we try to, we're trying to juggle this thing. If you see me juggle, <laughs> it's not juggle, it's called ball dropping, and, and, and I can't do it. And, but, but Christ says, listen, he said, Christ says, Jeff, I don't want you to carry that. You were never meant to carry all those different problems with you. It's not my will that you carry those. I want to read something for you out of Matthew. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. It says, Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, what happens is when I start taking these things and I start giving them to Jesus and I, I give them, it's, it's a lopsided deal. See, I give Jesus all these problems that I have, all these hurts and all these habits, these hangups, and I give them all to him. And he says, Jeff, you got any more? Keep, keep them coming. Keep them coming. He goes, here, just carry this. It's light. Don't worry. He doesn't want me to carry. He wants me to, to, to grow in a tighter relationship and grow with him and become more dependent on him and less on my problems. See, he's greater than me. He's greater. And then there's hang-ups. Romans chapter 7 and verses 18 and 20, it says, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. This is Paul talking. That is, in my sinful nature, for I have a desire to do what is good, 
but I cannot carry it out. For I, I do not know, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep doing. Now, if I do not do what I want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that lives within me that does it. See, hang-ups are things that we just can't let go. That's why they call it a hang-up, because we're hung up on it. And we, and, we, and we have this problem, we can't just let them go. And, and here's a problem with hang-ups, so often very emotional. A lot of times when I see it hurts and habits... And hang-ups become very emotional in my life. And anything that's emotional is hard to deal with. And it's hard to let go. And it keeps us stuck in the past. Guys, I've been in church where people were hung up on what someone else did. And I've been in churches where someone sits on this side of the church. And they don't talk to someone that sits over on this side of the church. And by the way, they haven't talked to them in probably 10, 15, 20 years. That's in church. And I think about Christ that says that we're supposed to forgive. He says, listen, we've been forgiven of everything. He says that he's cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. That we've been forgiven of much. Shouldn't we forgive someone of just anything? How often, how often, Jeff, should I forgive my brother or this other person in my life? Seven times? No. Seventy times seven. Don't add it up. It's not about a number. It's just about just do it one more time. See, that's what happens in our life. And we have parables for it. We can talk about the unjust servant that had this huge, mind, giant debt. For today, it would be millions of dollars. And he couldn't pay it. And he, and he fell down on his, on his knees and he asked for forgiveness. And, and he was forgiven. But yet someone owed him just a little bit and he threw them into jail. And he gives us a warning in that. Listen, you've been forgiven of much. You should be forgiven as well. And that's what happens with hang-ups is we don't forgive. Man, I've seen people hung up on all kinds of different things. How many of you guys noticed my wife has a tattoo? Well, she can't be right with Jesus then, can she? Well, she's not, but I'm working on her. I'm just joking. I'll pay for that later. So, but you know, but, but my wife and I, we've had friends and we've talked to them and we invite them in church and they said, well, they wouldn't want me there because I've got tattoos. And Jenny goes, well, let me see them. Let me show you mine. They're like, huh? You're the pastor's wife? You know, listen, it's okay. It's okay if one person doesn't, do you realize if we all fit in the exact same box, how boring we would be? If we were all just like each other? We're all different. God created us uniquely. And we're all different. Listen, if someone came in and they had piercings in their face, listen, I don't like it personally. That's not my thing. But I'm okay with you. You can have them. I just want you to have a relationship with my Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A lot of times our past affects our future. The life we lived in the past can play a factor on the people that we reach in the future. I've known people that have come to relationship with Jesus Christ that had a very tough biker background. But now they have a witness to, to a group that would never even give me the time of day. 
takes all of us. It takes all of us. I've seen people that look at other people because of their hair color. You know, we live in a time now where you come in and someone might have purple hair or pink hair or blue hair or whatever color hair. And I just like to have hair. <laughs> you know? And, and, but it's okay. Skin color. Ooh, he went there. Regardless of what color our skin is, God looks on the inside of us. We're all souls, but we discriminate people. I talked about, I preached on shoes. You guys remember that a while back? I said God wasn't looking at the shoes, was he? He's looking at the feet inside those shoes. And we'll have people, we start reaching out to our community, we start doing things. We can't get hung up on what people have done in the past. Now here's something that's unique for you that's not for me. I come from bigger towns than you guys do. I had no relatives anywhere close. And you guys are in a tight community. If I was to ask someone, hey, can you tell me about so-and-so? And I bet you can tell me about their lineage. But the bad part is that someone could have done something in that lineage very far back. And we still remember it. We're hung up on it. We need to forgive and move on. We need to move on. How others do things. What about that? They don't do it just right. They do things different. We got to get past hang-ups on that. And we just, they just need to keep on forgiving others. Where there is our family, our friends, or our church, wherever it is. We got to get past the hang-ups in life. We got to get past our hurts, our habits, our hang-ups. That's what we got to do. We got to just continue to give it to Jesus. I want to end here with a little quote that I want to give you. It says, your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits, and your habits become your values, and your values become your destiny. So why don't we affect those? Let's control our thoughts. which is going to control our actions, which is going to feed to our habits, which is going to change our destiny. And that's Ian Morgan Cron. So, he's a, he's a well-known pastor and author. Guys, listen. I'm going to ask you guys to step out of your comfort zone, and I'm going to ask you if you would dive into the Celebrate Recovery and be a part of it. And you might find out, and I, you might find out, you might go there and go, man, I sure hope I can help some of these people because I know they need it. And you might find out that you need it. Amen. And you might just find out that there's some things in your life that you've been carrying, you've been dragging along with you. And you find out that, listen, the reason why I came here wasn't because Pastor Jeff said, hey, I think I, I need to support this. I needed it. That's what Celebrate Recovery is about. It's for everybody. Guys, we all are dealing with a hurt or a habit or a hang-up, and they're all affecting us. Some of us are just better at hiding it than others. Have you guys heard the term, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? 
uh, what happens in Celebrate Recovery stays in Celebrate Recoveries. It is a it is a group that you are able to unpack, and people are going to unpack some stuff out of their lives, and they're not looking for judgment; they're looking for prayer. They're looking for forgiveness, and that's what it's about. And so, I'm going to ask you to honor it. I'm also going to ask you to look at your life, and this really works out great because we're going to start talking about communion right now too. And as, as we're going to do communion, what a great chance to, to start looking at our life and looking at the hurts, our habits, and hang-ups that are separating us from our relationship with God the Father and, and that are keeping us apart. I'm drawn right now. One, I want to do an altar call and ask you guys to come forward and give it to God. But on the other side of it is, is I want to do communion and, and, and I want you to, I just don't want you to think that, hey, I came forward. They know something's messed up in my life. I'm going to let you in a secret. I already know something's messed up in your life. If you don't think anything's messed up in my life, you're wrong too. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask the deacons to go ahead and come forward for, for, uh, the Lord's Supper, and, and we're going to pray over this. And, and as they pass out the elements, I'm going to go ahead and read some scripture at the same time. We're going to do this a little bit different than what we've done in the past. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of time that, that as you have those elements in your, the bread and, 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 the, and the juice in your hand, do business with God. Don't worry about Pastor Jeff. I'm praying for you. Pray for me, by the way. I need it too. So if the deacons would go ahead and come forward, let's go ahead and do that. I do have one thing before they start passing out and before we pray over the, the, the Lord's Supper. Uh, if you have not trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you do not have a relationship with it, if you were to die today and you did not know that heaven is your home, I'm going to ask you when those elements come in front of you that you will allow them to keep on going past you. Because... As you read, as I read in Scripture, what happens is, is that if you're not right with God and you take that, or, or you do not even have a relationship with Him, you need one. Because um, it's not good for you, and I don't want that. If you're a member of here, you're more than welcome to take it. If you're not a member here, but you are a, a member of the family of Christ, you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are more than welcome to have communion with us as well. So it's not just for members, it's for anybody that's in a relationship with Jesus Christ. They've said, Jesus, I understand that I know that you're my Savior, and I've trusted you, and I believe in you and you alone, and you are my brother and sister in Christ, and you are more than welcome to join us in this. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you and I thank you. I thank you so much, first of all, for, for each and every one of these people that have come out on this, this first day of July. and. and Lord, I just pray that you just uh, would start stirring in our hearts right now. As, as this message that you've given me, Lord, about hurts and the habits and the hang-ups, Lord, that you would start taking the hurts and the habits and the hang-ups. And I pray that you would just pull them, just if you have to, violently to the top, Lord, that we can deal with them and give them to you. Heavenly Father, search us today. Search our souls for anything that's unrighteous, that we can give it to you. Lord, let, it, let us take our, our own personal feelings and our insecurities and cast them away. And Lord, let's just be, let us be naked before you, Lord. Lord, I pray for these elements, this juice that symbolizes the blood 
the blood that you shed on the cross for, for my sins and the sins of this world. Lord, I pray for the, the bread, which is the cell, it symbolizes your flesh and how, how you were marred, Lord, beyond recognition for me. Lord, that you would willingly go to the cross for my sins. Lord, I pray that over these two right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Guys, if you go ahead and pass those out, please. As they're passing those out, and when they come by to you, I'm going to ask you, if you would, just to hold on to them. Don't take the bread or the juice yet. We're going to do that together. Um, and I, would, I just pray that, that you take this moment, and we'll have a little moment of silence here. And, and, and anything that God has brought up in your life, that it could be something that could have been from when you were a child and now you're, you're up in age. Whatever that is, it's never too late to give it back to Jesus. Take this time.
in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he gave thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup. Also after supper, saying, This is my cup in the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For often as you eat the bread and you drink of the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the blood in the body of the Lord. But a man must also examine himself. And in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For whoever eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment unto himself if he does not judge himself rightly. So this morning, I'm praying that each and every one of you have given your hurts, your habits, your hang-ups to the Lord. That, that you've given it to God, restoring a right fellowship with Him, removing the, the stuff in your life. Last week I talked about the globe, that you've cleaned the globe out of your light. So now you can shine brightly again, that you've cleaned this up. So in remembrance of, of Jesus and, and his body, which went to the cross for us, <coughs> that we do this in remembrance of him until he comes back again. And I think of think about Christ, his precious blood, and how he shed it for me. As you read through your scriptures this week, one of the ones you went through is Elijah. And it said after he died, he said someone fell in the, the, the grave and he came alive just because of it was Elijah. And how much more precious is the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed on the cross for each one of us and for this world. He said, often as you drink this, do it in remembrance of me until I return. Brothers and sisters, isn't God great? That regardless of where we are in our life, what we've done, doesn't matter. God's bigger. So please stand. I get guys going, get you guys to go ahead and come forward with the band. And I'm going to give you guys just a fast minute. If, if you guys have anything you want to deal, I'll let the band play. And then. We're going to move on. We're going to go ahead and get out of the community where we need to be. And, and I'm, I see a lot of faces here today that I haven't seen for a little while. And I say praise the Lord. And on it.
but every, every chair you see in here is an empty seat of either a member that's not here anymore or someone in our community that should be here. And so let's be very purposeful about inviting people to, to our church. And, and I promise you invite them. I'll tell them about Jesus. I promise you that. Yes. He became sin Who
mortars and all that other stuff. I say God bless you. Don't blow yourself up, please. Need you back here. Um, be responsible this week as you go out. Um, and uh, invite someone to church. Tell them about Jesus. That's all of our job, by the way. Uh, one last thing, too, is, is tomorrow uh, it's going to be the first Celebrate Recovery. If you could be part of it, please be here. I'll be here. I know Albert plans on being here. I think Troy plans on being here. He says, he does now. And, uh, oh, I'm going to do that. I know Bond plan. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just get everybody on it. Um, but I want to invite you guys to do that. And, uh, and I just want to say God bless you. I'm going to ask you guys to do me a favor and give a special prayer to, to this guy right here in the back, Marty. And, and, and Rita, you guys can't see up there. Uh, their wedding is coming up this weekend. And uh, I would ask you guys that you guys will just pray for them every day this week, if you guys would, that, that God just allows everything to completely come together, that the weather's perfect, and, um, and we're just going to give God the glory for these two. So keep them in your prayers, if you would. Uh, God bless you. Uh, at the end of your bulletin, it talked about doing this bind together, but in the, because of 4th July, we're going to switch that up, and so we're going to do God Bless America. So.